What's up, everybody? Episode 117 of the No Chance Radio Show, the NCR podcast, the uh, number one streetwear podcast in the fucking world. Uh, my name is Ryan. I'm your co-host. And alongside me, as always, is my guy, Nate. Say what's up to the people, Nate. What's up, everybody? I'm Nate. This is Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're back. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this is our weekly Twitch stream live show experience where we kind of try to put on um, a more visual aspect of what we like to talk about, which is obviously streetwear, shoes, uh, life, uh, sometimes food, depending on how we're feeling. But um, I don't know. First question off the bat is, I mean, how are you feeling? It's fucking, it, look, it feels like it's nighttime. It's, it's, it feels like it's midnight. Um, I've obviously put this off for another day. It's just, it's just how the, how the, the timing and the, and the, and the weather has me feeling, but I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. I feel like five o'clock feels like it's like damn near 10 PM and I should be getting ready for bed. Mm. And I just, I don't know. I just feel super lazy these days. Like after 3 PM, I'm like, all right, the sun's about to set. I don't want to do anything anymore you know what i mean yeah like i don't have anything productive to give to society at this point so i'm just gonna turn in and play some video games i guess i don't know (laughs) these are our contribution contributions to the world right here right it's uh through gaming but i mean the the next couple of days are obviously going to be hectic there's gonna be a lot of things on the docket in regards to releases um streetwear is obviously the biggest around holidays in terms of collaborations every shoe release you could imagine coming out um so i thought that it'd be best for us to kind of talk about throughout this episode a number of things obviously holiday season is is the it's the season of giving so i want to talk about some of our like best and worst gifts we've ever received Ooh, okay and gifts that we've also given. I feel like I'm a good gift giver, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know about yeah. you, but yeah. I, I would say I am in terms of uh, of certain things. Now, when I gift myself, that's when I say it's, I blow gift giving out of the water. But let's start with that. Let's go with with gifts you've given to people. What's like the... I don't even think if you want to think of it as like the most expensive. I mean, we could go there if you want. You know, we could pocket watch if we want to, go to that extent. <laughs> but what's like one of the, like one of the, the the best gifts you've ever given someone in terms of like you know maybe their reaction or like just like how much time and thought you put into it. This could be you know, and let's let's open up you know open up the floodgates here. This okay. could be for you know someone in your life that previously existed. Right. You know, this could right. be for someone in your life that currently exists or, 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 or people that have been in your, you know, you know, it's open for discussion. Let's just leave it at that. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Honestly, like I'm not the best gift giver. I feel like I used to be a really good and thoughtful gift giver, but I don't know. I feel like for me, there's always so much stuff going on in my head that it's hard to, be thoughtful and thorough with a gift which is kind of sad to say honestly especially for people that you're really close with so you're not giving like cards with the gifts it's just kind of like i put the money and the effort in to go get this gift and it's just kind of like shoved on them i like oh no i mean i mean 
I write thoughtful messages, you know, appreciative messages, but as far as like the material gift, I don't know. I don't want to say it's always the best. I don't word on the streets is you're a good thank you letter writer. For sure. I wait, what street what streets are talking about this? From from what I hear, yeah. You're good with the pad. I'm good. Pad, I'm good uh, with the pen. And, pen yeah, I'm pad. good with the pen and the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Very articulate. Um, in my thank you birthday, Christmas, sorry for your loss cards, which I haven't had to write yet, but I feel I'm like I'm sure. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, l- 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 let's come back to me. Let's let's. What about okay. you? What about you? What about you? All right. If we're thinking of gifts that maybe i'm gonna start with giving i think like when it comes to giving gifts i'm always like very keen on trying to figure out like throughout the three to four months leading up to maybe like because black friday is like the huge shopping right you know the huge shopping moment so i try to focus all my energy on black friday because it's like current season stuff that also is probably on sale so that's like the best of both worlds right there and a, and a win-win for me so if i'm really thinking about i'm thinking about everything whether it's my significant other or you know family members or friends i'm i'm listening to everything that they say for the next three to four months beginning in like august right because once august hits that's almost like like what I would almost consider as the new year. Because once August hits and it's like fall, fall leads to holidays. And, you know, next thing you know, it's December, obviously. It's pretty much December right now. Yeah. So I'm thinking in August. And I think one of the best gifts that I've given would have to be something. I mean, it was perfect timing. You know, of course, I was in Japan. And... um Right. You know, I just I, mm-hmm. I just happened to come across stuff in Japan that you don't normally find in America, you know, the United States or if you want to call it that. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm foreign, you know. That's just how <laughs> I think. I'm I'm thinking like I'm I'm on a worldwide tour. Um Right. But I think one of the best gifts would have to be I got my girlfriend this. It was one of two things. And this was before, like, l- let's get this clear. CDG Chucks was is one thing, right? They were being sold very popularly at like places like Barney's and like your local sneaker uh, streetwear boutiques. But there was one model that was a Japan exclusive, right? And it was not coming out in the states for at least a good six to eight months. That's just how they do it out there. Dover Street Market in Japan. They just release it exclusively there, and by the time it hits the state side, that's when it becomes, you know, somewhat mediocre, you know. <laughs> so, I think I, I copped her the CDG Chucks. It had polka dots on the side, Japan exclusive, Dover Street Market exclusive, and it was one of a kind. Nobody in the states was wearing them. Nobody when we were out and about. Nobody was wearing them. I think that's one of my favorite gifts that I've given someone that I can remember, like off the top of my head. Um, I've given other, like, you know, shoes and things of that nature, but I think that was one of the most unique gifts um, from my journey out in Japan that I could give someone. So, yeah, I would say that that was one of of my favorite gifts to give someone, for sure. Nice. You know what's funny is, like, the way you insist on 
throwing a flex in every story that you tell yeah i, th- I think that <laughs> i think that's the purpose <laughs> i think i always try i didn't to, know you know, i didn't know this is there. gonna be a competition i mean um, go ahead and mention something you bought in europe <laughs> i mean <laughs> no, uh, no we're gonna go to japan soon all right we'll okay. be able to tell okay. those do- those japan hey, I think, stories i think we were friends really at that quickly. time when you went to japan if i remember correctly but I didn't. I mean, that was that, that was, was must have like years ago. That's when I was. We were still like working birthday. on Nike together. I think, for sure. You, I, yeah, I think you went in like November, and then my birthday is in August. So like the August after that, I didn't get anything for my birthday. So I maybe we were just we just weren't that close, you know. Maybe yeah, this right. time around. Maybe okay. this time around, say yeah. we go to Japan around your birthday. I see right. a, a nice keychain somewhere, and maybe I copy that. A nice keychain. Um, <laughs> I heart Tokyo. Yeah, maybe nice. it's just a T-shirt or something. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 the 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 season of giving. So my mind is always on like how I'm always like a how do I step up from the from the previous year right maybe right. if you know there's a little bit more money in my pocket i can go out and explore a brand that i don't know is is uh an echelon higher than the previous brand do you feel like you have to one-up yourself every year especially mm. with like loved ones you're just like all right i got you this last year you might not, expect me to get something better not necessarily not necessarily i mean i think as far as gifts go, I think, you know, it's it's definitely, for me, the thought that counts, you know. I, I don't try yeah. to one-up myself every year, <laughs> you know, but um, I don't know. I try to give good gifts. I'm not out here like, oh, well, you know, fuck it. Like, here's a pair of socks <laughs> from <Good> Uniqlo. <laughs> like, but um, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think I need to prove anything to myself or to anyone else by giving yeah. them a certain type of gift you know yeah but no, no, no. I, I get what you're saying yeah yeah but you know like it, it is nice to take it a step up from the previous year and be like oh you know i got you this last year but you know i just wanted to upgrade you real quick <laughs> i had to upgrade you <laughs> yeah but I, I i think that's nice but i don't know for me all, all the people all my loved ones don't necessarily care about like the material items like yeah they enjoy nice things and they have nice things but i don't know at the end of the day a gift is a gift and i feel like nine times out of ten gifts go unused or unworn or anything like that i don't know Mm. about you but i mean well i don't know i guess it depends I, i think what's interesting is like when you get a gift it's almost like okay i thought this person knew me really well but they really don't I think that's like the funny part of receiving a gift. Um, but again, you know, it's the thought that counts and all that other. That's that's the the highlight there is that thoughtful gifts when there's like an actual context, actual story to it. I, I or maybe not much of a story, but just like actual like something went into the to the, the the thought process of you getting that gift specifically for this person, right? Like, right. I always, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna shit on anybody, shit on anybody's cereal for this one, but I, I personally don't like when people purchase gifts for somebody else only because it's something expensive. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about that that kind of turns me off. To like, if if a person didn't know what I liked, right? And they were just like, 
oh, well, here's the new iPhone. Right? I'm just like, that, I, it's cool. But I think there's there's something about when somebody puts a little bit of thought or just like remember something that you said a while back or right. maybe they notice that you're like you're down bad in this particular area, whether it's if it is my iPhone, then thanks for the new iPhone. Like it's broken. I needed a new one or like, hey, you got some dusty Air Forces. Let me get let me get you a new uh, Coke white pair. You know what I mean? Like it's that type of stuff that when you notice the other person um pay that attention to detail i think that's when it's more meaningful for sure do you think it's like insulting when you do that <laughs> it's like hey you're looking kind of dusty right now let me let me let me help you out real quick <laughs> but this is the thing about that is like sometimes they could just be too insecure to tell anybody about it okay right so right. like maybe me may, i mean you ever see those videos that are posted on like whether it's complex or like someone like bleacher report they'll show a kid in like middle school or high school with like some really like down bad shoes maybe like just like a pair of shacks or like some something you get from like Payless, right and you see this kid kind of going through it and then there's always that one kid and obviously they have to record or else how would we know about <laughs> it right and obviously it's a great gesture but he comes in there with like the hero moment of hey man so let so me get bro. you right <laughs> let me so, get bro, you right i got you these <laughs> right he's like hey i got you these shoes they're you know they're a huge improvement of the shoes you're wearing yeah i got you maybe some clothes a fit to go with it like that's like that's some good stuff right there and, and that kid may might be insecure about his shoes he might be like man like i wish i had like a pair of shoes i could be happy about or like right. I, like people won't clown me on but not everyone's gonna be like damn like man my broken ass iPhone. Like, I'm not gonna just tell someone, "Hey, man, like, if you're gonna give me a gift, give me an iPhone." I, like, if they know I'm down bad with it, then I'm assuming a good friend would be like, "You know what, man? I got you. Metro PC has got you." <laughs> I just imagine when you're telling that story, I just imagine like Exhibit coming out of nowhere with like with the car. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they should bring that back, but with somebody who does it with shoes. That would be like like if if you could see like um like Joe Lapuma from Complex Sneaker Shopping, right? He just goes around the country, right? He gets he gets emails like he's fucking Neve from Catfish, right? And they're like, <laughs> "Hey Joe, my shoes, you know, I can't afford a new pair of shoes. I got like a a ton of heel drag and my my big toe sticking out like." I wish I had a, the new pair of all fights. And he just comes to their job or comes to their school and shows up and says, what's up, everybody? <laughs> My name is Jello, Jello Puma, and I'm here with such and such, and I'm about to bring him a new pair. Like, how dope would that? Or some variation of that, I feel like, <laughs> I would know. be kind of dope. <laughs> hey, no hate, but Jello Puma, he, I don't know, he's such an awkward interviewer. There's just something about him that's just like it just he just seems uncomfortable you, you know, know what's what I mean? super like interesting he... about that is i've listened to a lot of recent episodes of like the complex sneakers podcast watch a bunch of uh episodes recently of sneaker shopping and what it is and why it sounds the same across like everything is that he has it down packed like the way he like 
he starts off the conversation the way he introduces his guests it's so systemized right that it almost sounds robotic right it's it's <laughs> like, like yeah it's still good but it de- it definitely does sound a certain way when you it's, listen to it it's definitely i think like too formal or too he ne- i feel like he needs to break out of like his script a little bit more you know what i mean like his formula yeah. and have like more of a dynamic discussion with each of his guests but that's a whole that's a totally different conversation like you can see itself. like the difference in personalities when if you had someone like joe lapuma for complex and then you look at the other side of the of the spectrum when you get like a rax of, of complex and you can yeah. see like the high energy versus like the professionalism I'm not saying rax isn't but it's like it's like two different things and it, it right creates a really cool dynamic but that's not what we're here to talk about we're not right. here to talk about joe lapuma we could have a whole <laughs> other episode when we get to interview him someday which i think would be super fucking awesome but let's get more into this idea of uh, of gift giving do you expect anything like i mean as we get older the amount of gifts shrink right how do you feel more are you more of a quantity over quality person are you like if i get one really quality thing like i'm hyped on that like how do you what's your mindset going into like something like you know christmas you know a secret Santa, like you know like group friend gift giving things like you trying to you trying to come up over the holidays or is it something where i can just buy myself if you really wanted it mm, i mean i i appreciate quality over quantity i think i'm at that point in my life you know becoming a young adult where <laughs> <laughs> i just like hit puberty like two months ago i swear <laughs> to god i could not grow this shit before um but i don't know i i i I don't feel the need to be like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm getting hella gifts this year. Like, yeah. hell yeah. Like, I'm getting two from this person, I'm getting at least one from this person, <laughs> like, counting it up. Like, I don't really care at this point, you know? Like, I appreciate anything, um, any gesture, but I don't know. When I get a good gift, I definitely appreciate it. If it's something that's definitely within the realm of my interests, even better. But I don't know. I'm not too hard-pressed to be like, oh, shit, like, you guys need to come hard with the gifts this year otherwise hey, i'm gonna talk I'm, to you hey i i'm scared sometimes when i when like people get me like a gift that's like outside of my imagination in terms of like obviously what i can afford but also like like what i can even comprehend as me getting a gift like if i'm getting something that's like super high fashion like something that i might not even like outrightly tell someone like yo like i'm super interested in this like you know, this Gucci belt or like this Louis Vuitton backpack. Like if I were to get that, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Right. Like it's, it's so out of my wheelhouse that I wouldn't know what to do. But then like, if somebody gets me something that I'm like somewhat interested in, but know that I can't afford, like say something along the lines of like, like some Visfims or some fucking like, uh, like needle, like not needles. Cause that's in your wheelhouse now, but <laughs> like say like some, some like really insane, like capital, piece or whatever then i'm just like yo like i don't want you to increase my taste levels because then i'm gonna try to match it when i like you know look for something later on down the road and now you're gonna put me in debt and now like i'm gonna have right. money problems like i like i like 
increasing my taste at my own pace. <laughs> right. Makes hey, you should. Yeah, that. Yeah, that should be trademarked. Increasing my taste at my own pace. You should put that on I a mean, shirt, low key. I think that's important. You know, like it's. I, I love when people put me on to stuff. You know what I right. mean. But 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 when you and shout out the homie Mike when y'all put me on to the candles that are over what Target sells their candles at at like. An exponential price. That's what I'm just like. Hey, like the little I mean, peace bro, sign disappear. Uh, like the peace sign disappear into. A, I mean, into I got a, I got Target candles too. Got the little leather and embers that's a joint. Good one. That's that's like that's that good like eighteen eighteen twenty dollar one. That's a good and one. I got the little the little dip tea. Now joints. see that's this this that's what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like got the other little dip tea joints. Yeah, we got candles over here. Of all, but this like, is my this degrees. is my question. Okay, let, let's talk about taste levels for a second. Okay, because both me and you have traveled before, right? Right. I've gone to some places you haven't. You've gone to some places I haven't. Many Am places. I jealous? Uh, of course, I'm jealous. Obviously, <laughs> I love to go to Europe. But let's talk about taste levels for a second. Do you feel like when you get to, when you get introduced into a certain thing, whether it's you know something where it's like essentially top top of the line like a dip tea candle right like you consider that to be like pretty top tier when it comes to um is the term is the category fragrances or like how would you categorize that sure like perfumes i don't know what what are they called (laughs) but say say you come across that when you're looking for like a candle you know what i mean is that like the first thing that comes to mind like i'm gonna go with this brand that i know is the highest of the highest tier Uh, or am i just gonna go to you know bed bath and not bed bath and beyond (laughs) bath and body works and get the little you know green tea candle or whatever for like two for ten dollars like how do you define your taste levels and how do you like when it comes to that type of stuff, how do you like keep it consistent or do you not, you know? I don't I don't think it matters about consistency, you know. I think there's obviously an in between. Like of course you're gonna have your brands like Diptyque or I don't know who else makes candles. I don't know, like a fuck. Joe Malone or whoever, I right? Mean, Aesop makes hundred and fifty dollar candles that are right. fucking ridiculous. Right. So you're always going to have those brands that are like up here, but, and then you're always going to have the Bath and Body Works, which is like down here. They have the two for, two for 10 green tea candles, not, whatever, well, it's a, it's apple, like a close pie, like, spice, whatever. Nah, nah. But there's always like an in-between like this. Here, I'll use this as an, as an example. This was like, okay. I think like $12, $15 at Target. Yep. And it smells fire. Like this could be a dip tea yeah. candle. You know what That's- I mean? Like... It could be a dipsy candle. So I think as far as trying to be consistent with taste level, it just because you buy something that's underpriced from what you normally buy, it doesn't necessarily mean that it lacks taste. I think if you find something that's quality for a good deal, like that's that should be it, you know? Like you don't have to sacrifice your taste level um, or compromise the quality of the products you're buying um just because you want to save a couple bucks so i think there's always like that little gray area that always like in between like i'm not buying same thing for clothes i'm not buying designer clothes 24 7 you know what i mean like i'll thrift i mean at one point you know at at one point i i feel like you know 
that was something that was the top of my, I mean, I'll bring up needles consist. I mean, you bring up needles consistently. <laughs> um, acne, you know, everything was acne at one point, you know, like shout right. out to acne. Nope, no shout out. Okay, no shout I out. I mean, to acne. well, okay, but that's different because I work there, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. I was walking in there every day as a customer and being like, oh, well, I'll grab one of these, I guess. I'll see you I tomorrow. Think, I always think about that when it's like, you know, there's people who like create the image that their clothes are who they are. So like, if you were to see someone who's always extremely dripped out, like I don't think you could, I could imagine seeing an ASAP Rocky who's defined as like you know um a fashion icon what some people would quote him as see him in anything less than high fashion like even on like a bummy day you know what i mean like i don't think that i could see that right but i think you know it's not like he's i mean obviously he does wear like he'll wear a full fit all raf sims you know because like his taste level is there he has the money for it whatever he can afford to do that shit but yeah you know like i feel like if you caught him on a regular day it'd be like maybe some designer maybe some vintage maybe just some chucks like you know like it does again that's where that gray area comes in is that you don't have to sacrifice quality when finding something that's affordable and like that yeah no no no, good no i mean then let's go let's go on that then let's kind of switch gears here and we're talking holidays coming up right literally right now every site that anybody uses to shop whether it's their favorite um brand whatever they're having a sale right right there there it is a black it is the night the eve before black friday typically for, for online black friday literally starts like right now so you could go to your favorite website and find those deals but let's talk come-ups let's talk come-ups because We've had history at Nike. We've worked there for a really long time. We've gone through hundreds of releases. We've learned all the different tactics and techniques to get the best shoes. But let's talk about the time before that, the time during, and even up to you know present day. What have been like some of your favorite come ups? Whether it's been around holiday time, or maybe you came across it during like, you know, an insane sale, or like, you know, what tactics and strategies did you go through to find like that thing that you always be like, man, like that was a fucking steal? Because uh, this is what the time is. It's all about fucking steals. Right. I think this like winter time is always about like, you know, buying stuff but trying to save a buck, um, which I'm definitely for. Hundreds being, of bucks. Hundreds of bucks, being that I'm currently unemployed still for the past, <laughs> I don't know how many months, two, three months. But uh, that's, again, that's a different conversation. Um, but I think the biggest come up I've had in a while, at least in the past couple of years, um, that I'm really glad that I pulled the trigger on was uh, a pair of the Storm Blue Ones. And. I think it was around like around this time might have been around like December or something like that like early December they went on sale and I got them for got them for like 80 bucks I think I paid like 85 after tax this is when ones were just sitting on the shelf yeah I mean you could go to the outlet and find just random colors of ones just sitting on the shelves like at the outlet for like 80 bucks um so I scooped up a pair of those for 
like 85 at the time. Um, nobody wanted them. We had like a full size run, and now they're going for like an obscene amount. I don't so know, like much. maybe like three, four, because like of the six, seven, bro. Yeah, because of the yeah I because of the, the Union collab brought that colorway, you know, back into the spotlight, and all of a sudden everybody wants some blue ones. But that was, I think, one of my biggest come ups around this time. But. I can't think, can't really think of anything else. I haven't, honestly, I haven't really Black Friday shopped in so long. Um, I usually shop on Essence. Their fall winter sale is usually really good. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. What about like when, when we were like thrifting? You yeah. used to come across way more shit than I was. You were the trade in value of your stuff. I mean, you're just better at thrifting, I guess. Right. You used to come up. At, it's not like a moment to like agree, you know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, my bad, my bad. No, nah, nah, but like whenever you would trade in your shit, you would always get way more money. Even if it was like the stuff that I would look at and be like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not taking that. Yeah. But somehow, some way you would come up on something that was worth something or like a shop really wanted. But was there any like huge come ups in that area? Cause we were getting like champion reverse weaves, um, a lot of vintage, just, you know, memorabilia shirts like right. anything in that area yeah um one that i really regret selling that i came up on at the bins um at the goodwill bins was a um it was like a vintage like burberry coat like wool coat Damn. and it was like this really nice gray wool and it fit me like perfectly too and i just i just let it go and i found um i also found like a prada like nylon puffer which I'm kind of upset that I sold. I don't know why I sold that. It was like a black, what, like nylon. I think it was one of those days that you, I went by myself at like 7 a.m. And then um, I sold that too, and I got like, I don't know, I got like 200 for that. I think. Jesus. But yeah, there's some good stuff. I mean, obviously a lot of great T-shirts. Um, my brother, I gave, I came up on this championship bulls t-shirt from the 90s that i tried selling at the rose bowl but nobody wanted at the time and then i gave that to my brother i think for like his birthday or something like a year or two a year or two ago and kind of really wanted back but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of good come-ups over there Um, that was good times yeah to be honest i don't think like obviously that place got over exploited fairly right. quickly i mean we had a we had a good run there and we we're able to make some good money during a time that i think i think we were still working at nike right yeah we were still working at nike yeah. we just go on our days off yeah i would like i would go before school i had school at nine i think 9 a.m so i'd go to the bins at like seven go for like an hour <laughs> and then go to school get off at like three and then drive back to the, or get off at like one i think and then drive back yeah. to the bins and then thrift some more like for the last two hours and then I'd go i wasn't home, even waking up early like this early for work like right i would purposely wake up at like 6 7 a.m just to drive all the way to south city just to go to fucking goodwill like it was like my second job and the employees were like oh there's Hey, what's up, guys? Like, yeah. <laughs> you ready for your shift type shit? Yeah, but the thing is, I you know, I think about this a lot. And, like, during that time, 
like you said, that was a time where like I would willingly wake up at like five, six in the morning just to get ready to go to Goodwill and yeah. look through dusty boxes of like old moldy. Who knows what, right? Yeah, like disgusting clothing. And I used to look forward to it, you know? Like that would yeah. wake up like oh like excited and enthusiastic about doing stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just I don't know, it's just one of those weird things that you get into I think for me, it's just the thrill of finding something. It's almost like a drug. Yeah, you know, we talked yeah. about this a lot before. It's like, once you find something, it's like, you get this hit of like, I don't know. I don't know what what chemical <laughs> dopamine. I don't know. That's what it is. It's, I think so. Serotonin. Yeah, I serotonin. Don't I don't know. But, you know, it's just like, your brain is like, holy shit, you just found something. You're the best. Good job. Like, almost like a one-of-one one situation. Right. Like out of everybody that's here of all the, th- the the clothes that i'm digging through there'd be days where we go there for, be there for three four hours and leave with one or two pieces and then right that was it but like that was such a good time only because like i think half of my wardrobe consisted of all the clothes that i would just bring home <laughs> and just wash and keep for myself so yeah that uh saved me a lot of money in buying clothes. But if I'm okay, if I'm gonna think about a come up, it it has to go to pre Nike days. I'd say I had one of my biggest come ups, and it was um I was living in Santa Barbara for college, and um I was on Nike Talk and Hypebeast forums heavy. This was like more Hypebeast forums. Nike Talk wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like at its like peak at the time because when I was there, this was still like too early, like 2012, I think. So kind of past the Nike talk days, but in the forums heavy. And um, there used to be a forum that revolved around like outlet finds and people would oh, just yeah. go to different Nike outlets and post like what they're finding. And um Somebody in the in the in the comment section went, "Damn, like I don't have an outlet store near me. Like, you guys are so lucky. Like, you guys are finding all this like really dope shit." And somebody goes, "Well, you don't have to have an outlet store near you. You can just call their store, any outlet store, or even Nike customer service. And if you give them the model or SKU number of the shoe." They'll find whichever store in the entire country has that shoe to ship to you. And when I found that out, especially like it, it being more of like a, it was kind of like a, like a unwritten like regulation that, I mean, that, that night, obviously when we started to work for Nike, we knew that we can do that for whoever, but right. at the time it's like, well, holy shit. Like there's a lot of shoes that I feel like I can find. And people were finding uh, the first rendition of the Flyknit Trainer. So this was when they had come out with, you know, the black and white pair, the white and white pair, the one that Kanye West had made super famous and why they were super, uh, like super hard to get, really, really expensive. But they were still being, like, being sold at the outlets because all the places that had them at like the Nike towns and stuff, like they didn't sell out and they just shipped them to the outlets. So I remember calling... I called the Nike customer service. I had found out what the SKU number was from probably like Flight Club or something. And then I asked them, hey, like I'm looking for this shoe. Gave them a SKU number and I'm looking for this size. And they're like, okay, like we'll try to find it. 
and they said, oh, like there's an outlet store in, or a Nike outlet store in, I think it was North Carolina or something that has uh, a size nine and a half in the white and nine and a half in the black. And I was like, hey, what's their number? <laughs> <laughs> so Operator, I called them. Put me through. Bro, I called them and, and then I ended up, uh, talking to a guy and the guy was like yeah like we'll try to locate him like there's one pair in the entire store so obviously he had to go locate him he found him it was a black pair black pair and a size nine and a half it's like okay like i want that and uh, this is where the story takes a huge turn he just hangs up on you so this is what happened and why this story is half huge come up and also half huge disappointment is that i didn't know that i had to match my shipping address with my billing address okay so i was trying to i was trying to ship them to santa barbara i was trying to be at in college with the flyest flying at trainers at the time and flex them as if like you know like these are at the time they were like worth 500 600 dollars so i'm like yo like i got these for clearance prices for like 80 bucks and and i'm wearing them like it's nothing so long story short I wasn't able to get them because uh, I kept thinking that it was like a credit card issue. And they're like, hey, man, we can't ship them to you. And I was like, well, why not? And they're like, hey, it's just not going through. And I was bummed. But as the biggest come up, I would say that that was probably it. Because in hindsight, that shoe is still super popular, still pretty rare. Um, but I was just a dumbass and didn't know that I had to ship it home. That's like That was the <laughs> longest story to be the biggest disappointment. <laughs> when you were like when you're like damn there's no Nike outlet near me. I was just thinking like that's a really like that's like a privileged thing to say, you know what I mean? Because normally Nike outlets aren't. It wasn't like, like I was like <laughs> in bed with like, like a, a weighted blanket, like crying myself to sleep every night because nah. I couldn't go to the clearance store. But it was like the closest one was only a cup, like maybe about an hour or two away when I was in Santa Barbara. Right. And it was like the most trash outlet, Nike outlet store that I've ever been to. So, yeah, they're yeah. actually now that now that I think of it. Nike outlet. Have you have you been to San Leandro like on Employee uh, Appreciation Day? Have you? Did you ever go I to never that? Went. You never, never went? went. It was too early and too far. Too early. It was at like, I think it was at like eight a.m. Yeah, that's pretty fucking. It's <laughs> too early. Like for me, even like to drive all the way out there. But I remember I, I this is like one of the first seasons of the ACG collection that they brought back. Um, yeah. So this is like what twenty. 15 maybe 2016 even probably 2015 and i drove over there and i remember like the acg was like the hottest shit and i found an acg parka it was like the long the long one the gore-tex one yeah which which retails for like 750 and has like a down like lining on the inside crazy it's like a two-in-one so it has like a down jacket on the inside and then it's like a trench coat gore-tex trench coat on the outside Retails for like seven fifty. I got it for like, I think fifty bucks. I paid Damn. out the door fifty bucks. Damn. And I like still have this thing. Still have that. You thing do? To this day. Yeah, I still have it. I don't. It's in storage somewhere. I remember though, I was down bad one time because obviously retail doesn't pay that well. Um, yeah. And I was part time, and I was like, "Fuck, man, 
Did you know what? part ways with it? No. You know what I did? I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to sell the inside part of the jacket. So I sold the down lining. No way. And I got like, I think I got like 150 for it. And I was Damn. like, fuck it. That's good, for me. good enough for me. That's already triple what you made off right. of the whole jacket. Yeah. Holy shit. But the thing is, is like, I don't know. When I was, when I was younger, I don't, I don't know why I say like younger, like I'm hella old because I'm not um, i mean it's night and day low-key <laughs> <laughs> you're like a grandpa now i mean low-key yeah i feel like i'm really 33 in a 25 year old's body um <laughs> but i don't know when i was when i was younger like in my early early 20 or maybe even when i was like 18 19 20s i was so bent on like finding good come-ups because like I was working, but I wasn't working that much at the time. And, like, I didn't want to ask other people for money. I didn't want to ask mom and dad or, like, whoever for money. So I think that's why I enjoy finding deals so much because mm. it's, like, it, it it gives me the sense of satisfaction. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I came up. Like, That's a good fucking feeling. Like, No, for sure. Yeah. It goes back to forum days, like, when you're trying to not you know haggle with someone but you're you know you're you're trying to get it for 20 30 dollars cheaper maybe it's like the only one on the internet that you've seen in the past three months and when you get it in your hands and you know that you got it at a price that is below market value and below obviously like what resellers are selling it for then like that's a good feeling because nobody likes to feel gypped when they're trying to buy something right like right when I go on places like StockX and, and and Goat and I see that, and I've been having this dilemma for the past week, being on those sites and looking at those shoes and seeing something that, you know, if I would have paid more attention a week ago, I could have gotten those dunks. But now instead of paying, what is it, 110, 120 out the door, I'm paying 300 resale. Like... That doesn't feel good. I don't think that makes anybody feel good if unless the 300 is like, you know, like nothing to them. But right. those come-ups that you, you get, and this even goes back to like pre-Nike SB days when you could just walk into your local skate shop and see shoes like De La Souls and Tweeds and all those things just sitting on the wall. Like it's nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going to Copeland Sports seeing the whole range of nike sbs for for that season in all in full size runs they would just if there's no all the stock at like some of these sporting goods places like you, if you go to sports authority whatever all the stock is just sitting in front of you so imagine going and seeing a whole row of silver boxes just sitting there and then just being like well what when I, what were Nike SBs like 70 75 80 bucks like yeah like those are the best moments when you really think about them going back in time nowadays it's just it's honestly just whatever you can find below retail on places like StockX whoever has deals on places like fuck eBay is always a great come up there's still a lot of gems on eBay shout out to eBay um <laughs> shameless work plug um but yeah i mean like the, those those are always some of the best I, we have millions of stories of of just like those types of come-ups and those types of experiences 
Um, but man, those were those are some good times for sure. Especially at Nike, obviously, so many so much product came through through our doors. So many opportunities to cop, you know, which I think were some of the best years of releases in compared to the past. I mean, the past three years that we haven't, three, four years that we haven't been there, I feel like yeah. at that time, the releases were like fire. We're talking Easily. shattered backboards. We're talking Royals, breads, every OVO release, like every popular Air Max release, like the re-release of the trainers, like racer hype. Like that, that stint of Nike was probably like the re-retro golden years. I remember... Like, I remember one day I was at work and I was like in the stock room in the back and I was just checking the website because I think I was like looking for something for somebody. So I just hopped on my phone real quick and just checked online. And then um, I saw that they restocked the fragment ones on Nike.com randomly like one afternoon. I think it around like 4 p.m. Damn. And they were, they were on, they were on EP. So damn employee no price way. and they came out to like 90 bucks like 96 dollars and i would <laughs> and I would, I would just be in the i was in the back for like 10 minutes taking how long like helping this customer i was like dude i fucking need these like for 100 bucks i will like sit back here yes for like half an hour which i did a lot well, you know i'm not gonna lie yeah I'm sure, i sat I'm in the sure. back a lot, a lot of conversations just looking at, yep. a lot of conversations yep a lot of not working but yeah. you know, it, it's a you do you gotta do what you gotta do for a good deal. I will say you gotta you do have to be a couple minutes late to work. Do. Text and drive, though I don't recommend it. But sometimes when the deal is on and the shoe or the product is is of the moment, I'm pulling over. I'll take the next train. I'll be late for whatever I have to be late for. That shit happens. Whether it's like I've gotten some crazy Supreme releases through my phone in the middle of traffic where I pulled over to the side of the road, box logo hoodies, collaborations of all sorts. Like those are some of the like thinking back to this day, like those are some of the funnest, like funnest moments. I'm going to tell one story. It's, it's, it's completely third party. And I and and I'm just gonna say it was my little brother, right? Shout out to Jason. Shout out Jason. He was okay. So th- this this is the crazy thing. So this was back in I want to say 2012 maybe. Um, Red October's were coming out. I think it was 2012. Maybe maybe another year. But they had either restocked or done something crazy with it. But he was on Hate Street, where where True SF uh, exists, and um, he's walking, walking the street, right? He goes into True, he's hanging out, he's buying some things. He walks out a half a block out of True, refreshes his phone. True announces that they have pairs of the Red October Yeezys. He booked it so fast back to the store. And was able to grab a pair. And as he was grabbing it, I think he was calling my mom to be like, Mom, I need you to to bring the car <laughs> to the front of the store. Because if somebody sees me walk out with these, it's fucking over. <laughs> right? So it was like retail. It was 
in, I think, in a slightly bigger size than he was, and it was a fucking come up. Like, I feel like that's, I don't think he has, no, no. he, he, been, he, I think he been sold them. Um, but to see what they're worth nowadays is, is ridiculous. Right. But obviously in the moment, nobody thinks that shoes that a pair of dunks is going to be worth six, 700 bucks. You know what I mean? Like hindsight 2020, of course, but I wanted to tell that story because I don't think I've ever had a better come up than that for sure. This yeah. is like, I have another story, but it's like unrelated to come ups or anything. But, um, I remember when like Jordan releases, you used to have to line up like at the mall at like a foot locker or whatever to get your pair. Um, so my brother took me and I was like, maybe, I don't know. I was like maybe 12, 11, 10. I don't know, but I was, I definitely wasn't an adult or a teenager. And my brother took me because obviously he needed one pair for himself and one pair to flip. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know, he was watching me that day. He's babysitting. Um, he was like, Hey, we're going to go to the mall. And I was like, Oh shit. All right. Uh, I already know what that at that time I already knew what that meant because I, this wasn't my first rodeo. Like he brought me to like eBay meetups or like <laughs> Nike Talk meetups to like trade shoes with as other like, people. As like the muscle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me in the car, and then I'm just doing this like to the other guy. <laughs> like I'm like 12 years old with a like a Nerf blaster. Like, <laughs> but um, I remember I was like a young kid, and we were in line. Right, we were maybe like. We were maybe like 30th in line. So there's a good probability that we were going to get our pairs, right? And being that I was a child, I could not hold my pee. And I really needed to go to the bathroom, right? And for some reason, I don't know why, I was like, yo, I really need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And my brother was like, all right, well, you got to go. Like, I'm, I'm, I got to keep our spot in line. So I leave to go pee, all right, do the thing, come back. And then I hop back in the line. And one of the dudes behind me is, like, fucking snitching on me. He's like, hey, this guy's cutting. This guy's cutting. Mind you, I'm, like, 10 years old. <laughs> and, and, like, this guy's, like, yelling at me. Like, I'm a kid, and he's yelling at me. He's like, yo, man, why are you cutting? Like, why are you cutting everybody? And my brother's, like, telling trying to tell him like nah he was here you just need to use the bathroom and like this i remember this lady police officer she was like doing security i guess for the release she comes over and this dude's like pissed off because he thinks i'm cutting him and he comes she comes over not see you the entire time that you're just like there waiting already i i'm I'm pretty sure he saw me. I think he just wanted to increase his chances of getting a pair. Like, okay, this Got there's it. one less person in line, right? Oh, so one that, less. Got right, it. Got right. Because he was like maybe two, three people behind me. So, mm. and then um, the lady cop comes over and she's like asking what's going on and like, you know, this guy's like going off. And then the homie, some random guy behind us, he was like, no, he was just he was there. He just wants to get used to the bathroom. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's been here the entire time. And then the cop just like shut that shit down. And like that guy, the guy who was like yelling at me initially, he was just like so fucking embarrassed because he was yelling at, first of all, he was yelling at a 10 year old kid for cutting the and, line. And he just got told to shut the fuck up by a lady cop. 
Um, so that was that, that was fun. We both ended up getting our pairs, and of course, well, technically both his both my brother, brother's pairs because I I don't know, but hey, you yeah, know, I mean, sneaker lines are cutthroat. Yeah, you know the sneaker community. Although they stand together, they also cutthroat. Um, but the guy, hey. the guy was like thirty years old. I'm like, bro, you're yelling at a kid. Like, I didn't. I don't know. Like, what hey, do you want to do? I'm trying like... to get my shoes. If it's a grandma, if it's a toddler, and they're cutting me, hey, back in the line, Granny. Get back in the line. <laughs> Just snap. <laughs> hey, get back there for a snap walk or half. All right. Oh man. Well then just to put a cap on that, come ups, sales, um, our experiences with that. Are there any like tips or like things to keep in mind when you're like looking for the best deal during the holiday season or just in general? Like even yeah. sites, like your favorite sites to go to. I mean, you might be blowing up your spot, but that's all right. Hey, you know? sort. <laughs> Sort lowest to highest price wise. Hey. <laughs> That's all I'll if you say. ain't doing that, Yo. even if you even if you're in like I don't know the fucking the DollarTree.com, like nah. it don't matter. Like lowest, lowest to highest, highest on I'm staying on the first page, maybe like half of the second page. But once <laughs> that third page hits, I'm off that. I can't. Once I start seeing full price items, yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. I don't know. What about so? What about site site wise? Where where do you typically check? On like a pretty consistent basis. I know you got a pretty eclectic grailed collection that I'm right. sure people would love to dig into. Um, grailed, like for to sure. drop in your 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 login information for people to check out, but um, maybe not. Um, over there, you know. <laughs> Grail definitely less so for gifts because, like, I mean, you, you can one, yeah. you can get used items for as gifts, but I think that person has to enjoy that sort of thing. I wouldn't just get it for anybody, but grilled for sure. If you're trying to come up on something for yourself, always find really good deals. You just have to do some digging though. Like literally just scroll, like you have to scroll for like at least 20 minutes to find something that's worthwhile, unique and is priced decently. Um, Offering on grailed kind of sucks though because a lot of times buyers just don't want to take offers even if it's not a low ball price um so just be mindful of that uh essence sure. has a really good sale every season they do 40 percent, and then i think they go to 60 70 maybe Sheesh. even 80 percent. so there's always good deals um what did i cop from there i cop like a cop like an isimiyaki vest for I don't know, hundred bucks maybe. Damn. Maybe like hundred and twenty after shipping. Um, Damn. What else? End is really good. Yep. They they charge out the ass for shipping though for some reason, and their taxes the tax is always super high, and sometimes actually they upcharge on their items. Like I noticed their Stussy items are way are priced a lot higher than they would be in the u.s i think that's just how europe is for certain brands europe and the uk um so ends really good for sale who else um sneakers and stuff sneakers and stuff has some really good stuff that goes on sale um i was fortunate enough to go there uh when i was in paris last year 
Um, okay. Really cool store. They have some good brands. So really good stuff on sale. And they have a warehouse in the U.S., so they don't charge you out of the ass for shipping. Um, nice. But those are kind of my top ones. Who else? I'm trying to think of somewhere local that has a good sale. Mm, local's always a good one. I mean, it's always, a. I mean, obviously in this case, when we're talking about going local for anything, like typically people are at Best Buy right now. Right. Like they're literally pitching a tent right now in front of Best Buy. Um, but obviously with everything going on, like having a oh. Black Friday go. You know what I just heard? I just what? read online that Black Friday is actually one of the worst times to buy like a TV or like a like electronic appliances because break it down. Because a lot of these companies make models specifically for Black Friday that are of lesser quality than when you would buy one on any other day. Mm. So they said the best time to buy a TV is actually a couple of weeks before the Super Bowl because that's when the best the best TVs are out. Interesting. So, pro tip. Um, you can yeah you can look up the SKU and see if it's a newer model specifically for Black Friday or if it's just a. I guess if you want to put it into sneaker terms, like a like a GR general release. Ah, I need know. the tier zero plasma. Right, you need the tier zero Samsung 4K TV with the special box. With and, the special box. Right. Smart TV. Smart it's always got to be a smart TV. Always. But that was, good, that's, that that's was just a, a random, yeah, that was just a random that's tangent. That's a good fact, actually. I think it's good for everybody to know. No, I think that's important. I that I didn't know that, so that that helps me. Yeah, I feel like every year. So if you were thinking Friday, of getting me a TV, I'd appreciate it you. if you waited until. <laughs> I'm getting it on Black Friday for sure. Let me get you a little like twenty. Has like the rabbit ears on it. <laughs> Box TV. I'm, I'm bringing back the vintage TV for you. Thanks. Man. But uh, we would we would get a TV every every Black Friday. I don't know why the fuck we would. But for some reason, our family just loves updating our TVs, and we just happen to get one every Black Friday. Yo, so. do you remember when TVs were like two thousand dollars for like, yeah. like a TV like this big? Yeah, they charge you out of the ass for that. Now they're like, you can get one for like a hundred dollars, like one fifty, like a four K TV for one fifty feels like this big. DVD players, yeah. Blu Ray players, even four K TVs, like technology is so weird in that sense. And I think Black Friday like only highlights like how ridiculous like technology is i mean eventually gonna get or at least like what is hot right now can literally change within like a month right so but yeah i mean you named some good ones end is a perfect one 20 percent off currently right now i think going through the entire weekend this is not a paid ad but 20 <laughs> percent off which is like you know like the the big big tax aspect of it maybe like you couple it with something that's already on sale you know pile savings on savings on savings which is always a good tactic um my biggest thing is go to your favorite brand's main website they'll probably have a good sale you know a lot of like individually owned independent brands always do their best to have like larger percentage off sales um only because they're either trying to get rid of previous seasons or um 
maybe just highlight the new collection that they got going on. Sometimes they make collections just for Black Friday, knowing that everybody just has somehow has an infinite amount of money to spend and just is in the shopping mood, you know? Like you see someone have a Black Friday come up and now you want your own Black Friday come up. So go out and support them. I know our some of our local stores are going to have some, obviously like, you know, like the stash is always really good with like Black Friday sales or just like sales in general. So I expect something to, to take place there. Um, like cool like secondhand stores will have like pretty decent Black Friday uh sales but yeah try to support um try to support your your favorite independent brands and they always i mean i've been seeing this on twitter and i feel like it's a good good time to echo it like support the homies that have their own independent brands or are trying to sell um whether it's a clothing line maybe they're selling music maybe they're selling this or that maybe they sell massages maybe you have a homie hey, that, go, that's like really good at massages hey like, go buy go your buy homies trash mixtape Go buy your homie's trash tape. Yeah. And, like, you could use a disc for other things, you know? Like, right. Like a coaster. A really creative coaster. There <laughs> yeah, you go. exactly, exactly. But who's using CDs now? You could you could delete your homie's mixtape off the USB drive and use the USB drive for other things. That's another right. way to be resourceful. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, go, go support the homies, especially this is the big time for that. They always have uh, Black Friday. And I think... I think it's Small Business Saturday. I'm not sure if, if that takes place literally the day after, or am I mistaken? I th- no, right? Think, uh, no, I think, you're, I think you're right. I think you're like right. That. It's Small Business Saturday or something like that. Okay. I think it is the and day after Black Friday. Cyber Monday, obviously. So right. there's going to be a lot of deals, a lot of sales. Don't pull the trigger too quick on something. Make sure you do your due diligence. Go to right. multiple sites. Check out uh, the different price ma- uh, price. Uh, just weigh the prices all right that's all i'm saying um and yeah support the homies so uh i think that's the biggest thing for us the last thing we typically do on our episode um and this is a treat for those of you that are actually watching is that we're going to scour the web and today we decided to choose high snobiety because i haven't looked anywhere on high snobiety in the past couple of weeks um so i thought that we'd go maybe a couple pages deep and just kind of you know give top of top of mind uh, things to the articles that we see and just kind of you know see what's popping on the web we did it with hypebeast last week which was actually kind of funny shout out to the pope once again um but let's get into uh the highest abide page are you on yeah i'm on page? here all yep, right yep, yep. um before we get into that um shout out to swoosh thanks for thanks for all the comments hey, my boy eli what's up orange eli? box sbs i can only imagine seeing that type of shit like that, obviously, those are some of the most uh, sought out, sought out after. Is that the correct terminology? Sought, sought out. SBs sought. to date. Um, and yeah, where's P? P's going to be on an episode very soon. We have a lot of guests that are going to be hopping on with us. Um, shout out to P. She's doing amazing. Um, <laughs> always flexing on us, bro. Always flexing on us. Always a new, a new insane purchase um, right but yeah she'll be back very soon um but yeah let's get into some high snobiety shit uh let's see what what's going on over here um oh shout out uh let me let me see if i could pronounce this correctly the first time dj mystigen 
I probably butchered the shit out of that. Shout out to, to you for the follow. Thanks again, man. Um, hope you like what's going on on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get into, uh, let's see what's good with the, uh, with high snobiety. Let's see what's going on. And that's neat. Where the fuck is my scope screen? There we go. All right. Niche fragrances have become a new symbol of luxury. And this is what I'm talking about, bro. This is exactly what I was talking about <laughs> when it comes to the diptyque shit or the Aesop shit. It's a new symbol of luxury. It's not about gold rings. It's not about, you know, sterling silver or whatever. It's about smelling the best and having the best candle in your Instagram picture. Where are you even at right now? I don't know. I'm even on the very see top. That. This is like the uh, oh it's it's in the fourth slide. Oh okay, got top. it, got it, got it. Okay, I'm here, I'm here. Hold on. I don't know. It's it's literally the first thing that came up. Okay, right, Fendi is how a modern man's wardrobe should look. I don't know. I don't own any leather in particular. So I can't really I can't really speak on that. Fendi. Fendi's come back though. I mean, I don't know if I would wear it though. I mean the Fendi print has always been kind of cool, but Yeah, know. I mean if you own like a bodega that's true. on like and you have like a Fendi belt, like that's kind of cool, I guess. Sheesh. That's kind of crazy. All right, just going down. Mm, I don't really like Converse collaborations like that. I don't know what this one is. Converse Pro Leather. Those things are just, I, if it's not a 70, an all, um, uh, an all-star weapon, uh, a one-star I just don't know sometimes. Supreme. These like hybrids shit. Yeah, I don't really fuck with those. Michael Jordan worn Air Jordan ones with Dunk Soul expected to auction. With Dunk Soul? What? Like, did somebody make that or is it like. Wait, oh, he wore a pair with a Dunk Soul. That's kind of crazy, actually. So is it. What it's comes first? Like, is it a dunk? Is it a dunk or is it an Air Jordan One? It's Chicken almost or the like egg? the one point fives, but with a oh, dunk. Oh, those are ass. <laughs> those are ass. Wait, what are the? What are the? Hold on, let's let's look at this real quick. Let's look at the history of this. Okay, hold on. I'm a slow reader, so give me a second. Second season in the NBA, 1985-86. Recognized one of five pairs in existence. And the first Air Jordan Dunk Soul sneakers ever offered for public sale. Okay. My question is: Is how did these things come up come out of the blue, right? Because Nike's always good at talking about like Jordan folklore, but not right. once has they ever mentioned anything like this. I'm sure that there's from the year that Jordan came into the league up until he retired, um, before he became a wizard. We're not talking about that, but like uh, up until that point, there's probably so much Jordan folklore, and they have millions and millions of ideas to build upon for sneaker releases for literally the next 20 years that that's crazy okay but isn't that literally just the jordan 1.5 that they retro no it's actually a little different no because the, it's it. just the 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 outsole is the dunk sole yeah. but then the midsole is like the jordan 2 i think it's a good look to be honest i think that's kind of cool i just don't like the the it way just that looks like a dunk yeah, I don't know. Something about them that's just off to me. 
All right. So there's no article on it, but Swoosh mentions Pharrell's skincare line. We kind of talked about this for like a couple of seconds over text earlier. I mean, it makes complete sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, he is the definition of Benjamin Button, except he doesn't change at all. So I would almost consider him to be like just... I don't even know how old he is. He could like, be like like a million years old. He's like for all I know. forty something now. He's like forty, getting close to like his mid forties, I think. That's crazy. If you yeah. put the the front end music video next to the happy music video, you would think that they were made in the same fucking year. <laughs> it's insane. But skincare line through Pharrell, he had um, um, ambassadors behind it like SZA, Tyler the Creator, which I thought were really really cool because I I don't really see them attached to many um behind too many like you know makeup beauty lines like that especially like obviously seeing seeing Tyler the creator um but what do you what are your sort of first yeah i mean like you said it makes sense right yeah. everybody knows pharrell for looking like he's like 22 when he's like 42 or however old he is um and I think that's one of the more enamoring things about him is like, how the fuck does he look so young? Like, are you a vampire? Um, but I mean, it makes sense. And I think I like the concept. I like the idea. Again, like we talked about over text, I don't think it's going to be for everybody. Obviously, everybody's skin's different, but I like yep. the idea of it. Um, and I'm interested to see where they're going to go with it. You know, I don't think it's just going to be, they're going to stop it. Like, okay, these are our three core products. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's a great market for him to be in obviously right. he's being the ambassador makes it very fitting everyone asks him how do you remain so young how do you remain you know you know no wrinkles for your age that type of uh he, pro stuff. <laughs> he probably just got so fucking tired of answering that question like how do you keep your skin so clean and then it's just like you're <laughs> fuck like just it's so funny because i think in an interview that i i watched and somebody addressed it he literally said drink a lot of water yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like that's I, I get it. Like, but I'm sure that's not everything. But okay, him releasing a skincare line, he's done a lot of amazing stuff, right? He did the uh Billionaire Boys Club. He uh did the little creative agency with I Am Other, right? Um there's a couple of dupes in there though, right? Because the Pharrell line of Adidas could we agree is, you know, a little subpar for it's, the releases? It's understated, I think. Okay, understated is a good term. Like you have, I mean, no, nah, I mean the, the what, what were those? The human race, NMDs, like those flew off shelves. Like you were the shit if you had those, I think. And um, I'm not a huge Adidas fan, so, you know, but... But if we look at it like Pharrell's general releases right. though, versus like the hype releases, like essentially the releases that will sustain right. that type of stuff, because you could only release so many human races. But but the I thing mean? is, like, I don't think he's looking to sell out every single pair of his shoes like we talked well, about. Well, not sell out, but just right. be like, we know Pharrell for like, you know, the guy, right? The right. bape shit was hot. The B BBC is still a hot brand. Um, watching him him wear like a brand that he supports like human made is a really hot brand when he was the quote unquote uh, creative 
director behind like Uniqlo, like that stuff was really cool. I feel like anything he attaches his name to is really cool. Obviously, him attaching it recently to to Adidas was, in my personal opinion, like it was there. <laughs> it was there. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was meant to be like, oh shit, like this is gonna blow me away. This collaboration, this collection, whatever. Yeah. I think it was just definitely meant to be more understated and more, just more sort of classic and more sort of essential if that makes sense like for instance like his sandals that he came out with their slides like they're not meant to be like they're not they're not meant to blow you away and be like oh fuck these are the sickest slides i've ever seen right like because at the end, so, there's okay go ahead go no ahead. but at the end of go the day they're just slippers you know and i think i think for pharrell it actually works because it's like he Everybody sees him as the guy who doesn't have to try to ha- doesn't have to try hard Fact. to be cool, right? Like it's just effortless. And I think some of that kind of trickles down to that collaboration. It's like it's not trying too hard to push this or push that. It's just just there like you said and that in and of itself is cool. Like I just think that people just don't they don't they don't have the same stan mentality that a lot of us do especially growing up with pharrell that a lot of the if you call them gen z or the 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 stock x kids have nowadays with him right they look at him and they say like oh that's pharrell that's the um it's the guy in despicable me <laughs> right versus yeah. like that's pharrell that's n-e-r-d that's that's star trek that's everything that was cool about wearing trucker hats and like wearing bape right yeah. So w- everything we attach to him, or at least um, I attach to him, is like everything that Pharrell does is cool without him having to push it in your face or like right. make like advertise it all crazy. It's just when when you see things like the Adidas stuff, I would personally think that anything that Pharrell touches is going to be like always talked about. Maybe not sell out all the time, but always one of those things that people would consider to be like in the conversation. You know, right? But that's the thing is like. In the grand scheme of things, our generation, you know, even if we are relatively still young, we're kind of the next set of, I don't know, I don't want to call us like, you know, you know, but we, we've experienced these things. Like we've grew up with Pharrell. He's a household name to us, you know, yep. and obviously to someone born in like 2000, like you were what five in 2005 you just turned 20 this year like you're not gonna know pharrell yeah like you did like you didn't go through your teenage years or you know your middle school years like listening to pharrell and you know seeing him on tv like when you were grounded because mt trl yeah because i was i was cutting stencils of the shirt he had with the with this with the spray painted on tie i was cutting stencils off in my garage trying to match that t-shirt with the green and the pink spray i was i was fully uh any any rd stand as a young kid obviously because my brother was super into yeah it, but okay let's get back to the human race stuff um overall super cool anything for all touches packaging wise look wise feel wise is always super sick i love how it looks human race is totally on on um creatively on par with who he is uh which 
he does say everybody under the sun um, is kind of like where the the direction of sort of who this who this is for. Um, I think there's room under the sun for everyone. That's a funny thing because it's about skincare, which is like very on par as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's cool. Obviously sold out, so that's ass. But um, Ronald McDonald's it's affordable. upcoming Asics collab. What? I like how you called Ronald McDonald. Uh, I like how you called Ronnie Feig Ronald McDonald. I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's a good one. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that because obviously that's something that that came up recently. Um, look, I I've listened to a lot of interviews on Ronnie. I've heard his stories back and everything. I love him for who he is as a businessman. Do I like his collaborations personally? Not all of them. Hey, you I think know. The only, I think the only recent one that I really liked was the was the Air Force one he recently did. That's my personal opinion. But everything else, it's you know, not of my caliber. Hey, we should get Eli uh, on here. Swoosh, it's my friend Eli. He has some shit to say about Ronnie Feig. It'd be cool to have him on here about that. Hey, but, let's go, Eli. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like we talk like every time. Cause he's actually friends with Irina too, so which nice. is a small world. So we would go out to dinner and we'd just talk about random shit. We would just end up having this like session where you just talk shit about Ronnie Feig, and like, <laughs> like what we like what we do on a regular basis. Yeah. But like over dinner, but um, <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> but um, I yeah, I've never been a fan of like his collaboration, specifically like his Asics and like New Balance. They just didn't. They just never hit for me. Like I never, I never cared enough for them. Like people regard him as one of the people who brought back, like Asics and New Balances, and brought that whole dad sneaker, like sort of trend back. But yeah, like what Eli said. Like I just don't see the appeal. You know, like I don't understand why people are so enamored by like this collab, like collaborations that don't really push the boundary um like a like a good collaboration should so i don't know that's my take on that i don't really care for ronnie fire collaborations that too much yeah like too I, much. I feel like it's like different silos like different different cool tables Right. There's the Ronnie Fi Kith cool table. There's the Supreme Kid cool table. Like I feel like everybody just kinda has a taste of like what they're into. Like when the when the jogger A6 trend was super hot, like that wasn't something that I was personally into. And I think like those people kind of transition into having like the eclectic taste of the A6 in a variety of colors. But like Eli had mentioned it is one of those things for me where it's like I gotta respect him bringing back all these old silhouettes, paving the way for New Balance collaborations. It's almost like the first person to date that I can remember as being the guy to be like, "Hey, I'm going to put my name that people may not even know behind this collaboration and make this essentially pop off." Like there, there without or without Ronnie Fogg, and this might be a hot take. There might not be like um, a Joe Fresh Goods getting a New Balance collaboration, or like even like um, 
like you know some of these other like smaller brands doing stuff with with New Balance nowadays, whether it's you know Julian Stray Rats or or even like some of the smaller brands doing shit with like like a, like a Jown and New Balance or anybody with a Sockney or a or a or an Asics. Like I feel like <laughs> he kind of he kind of paved the way for having the the no name designer on the come up right be behind, like be the face of like a whole operation i feel like that's the only part that i can like really like tip my hat to but other than that yeah i mean like one. like you said i respect i respect that and i respect sort of this empire that he's built around this brand around his story around his collections and collaborations and things like that but and you know him sort of opening the door for a lot of these other smaller brands to get in with New Balance or Asics or whoever. I think the big thing there is that with Asics and Ronnie Fiag selling out so frequently, like in the past, I don't know, maybe this was like how many years ago? Like four or five years ago, yeah. like when there it, it was, was at like the up. the peak of like Asics Ronnie Fiag, if you want to call it that it really forces these brands to pay attention and be like, okay, well, there's something here, you know, like there's something about this streetwear community that seems to like our product and we need to get in on it. So let's maybe work with some other people too. And I think that, you know, like that's really cool that, like you said, like Stray Rats, a relatively yeah. small brand gets to work with somebody like New Balance. Um, Again, like opening the door, I think is super cool. But as far as like, if we're if going back to the highest invite, going back to highest invite, if we're looking at solely this collaboration, this could easily be a general release. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. does it need a Ronnie Fia stamp on it to be called? A, you know, to be sold. Like, I think A six could easily just put all thirty colorways in that palette onto their website and just release it and. It yeah, would. but that's the thing about the brand, though, is like, again. But are they like, going to sell I, them either sure that, way, though? You know what I mean? But like, I'm sure that we all can agree that nobody that I personally know, maybe you may, may personally know people that wear Asics, right? I don't know anybody that currently wears Asics with like a passion, right? Like, this is my favorite silhouette. These are my favorite right. shoes. I'm an Asics head. I don't even know if I've ever heard that term before, but that, but. If you attach the Ronnie Fogg name being an A6 and you know that he has the appeal, you know that he has this 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 halo over his head where people know like when it comes to Ronnie Fogg collaboration, you're expecting quality in terms of the materials that he's selecting, the thought process behind it, the obviously the storytelling piece to it, like But what but what's the storytelling piece here? You know what I mean? Like it just seems Well, I mean what is it? The <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm not the advocate what, for the 30 the, flavors the that he has packs. at Kiss Treats. Like, what? what's no, the story It's supposed to be like the 30th anniversary, it says, of the Gel Light 3. Okay, like, that's awesome. Like, and then he's attaching the colors that he's been using since Kith opened as like his palette. Which, I mean, like, Kith, Kith is like maybe third or fourth when it comes to like storytelling with their pieces. Look, I'm, this is just from my experience with, with Kith. I'm obviously not, I've never owned a piece from Kith. Never even bought 
I bought Kith treats. <laughs> I think that that's the closest that I got. Um, but he, like, he's the one holding them up. So like, he I mean, can do. He can literally do whatever he wants with I it. I mean, yeah. But at that point, you know, if you're if you're reaching that hard to like find subject matter for a collaboration, it's almost just better not to release anything at all. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be funny if he was doing it just for Asics, but. I feel like he does that with everything he releases. I feel right. like there's a material, a story behind the material, behind the process, all that stuff, and that's just how <laughs> Ronnie approaches his projects. But hey, shout I mean, out Ronnie, man! Shout out that's, <laughs> hey, shout out to Ronnie. Uh, this episode is not about Ronnie. <laughs> um, Suey Coke, not a fan of that. Gifts to buy your virtual lover. I don't have a one. Virtual so I can't lover. Really I don't know what that is. Um, the best gifts to buy for under $100. That's an interesting one. Um, I see Crocs there, so I'm not going to click on it. Uh, let's go through one more page. Black Friday deals you actually want to shop. We kind of name a couple of those. After a year of L's, these are the gifts every sneakerhead deserves. I feel like that's kind of a cop-out, to be honest. Um, I don't want to talk about Grammys. Everybody's talking about Grammys. It's obviously... Does anybody even watch there. the Grammys anymore? Like, who tunes nah. in to watch the Grammys? Ugly sweater. You you own any ugly sweaters? Uh, yeah. Like, trying to see if I have it around. Yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> Just like my like mom for the purpose of them being ugly. Yeah, or like... like I don't know. My, it's like my mom's thing every holiday season, like for Christmas, for like our Christmas photo, you have to have like an ugly sweater. But. I mean, like, do I wear? I think I have one. It's like a. Nah, no, never mind. It's, nah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I would consider that. You know, I would consider that to be. It's like this, like. A bit ugly. You know. It looks itchy. Yeah, this thing is like it. It weight. It's super fucking heavy. This shit weighs like ten pounds, low key. But yeah, it's my ugly sweater. Interesting. My holiday sweater. Nice. What about you? All right, we got a. No, I don't own any, unfortunately. <laughs> There's no ugly in my, my wardrobe. Um, okay, last ones. Obviously, new Stray Rats collection. Super sick. Do you, are you into the G-Dragon sh- forces? Not really. I mean, they don't... Why? Because I'm fucking Asian, so I have to like everything I mean, that G-Dragon does. Low-key. <laughs> because I look I Korean. You, I thought you listened to his... Is he a, he's a musical person, right? I think he's a rapper, no? I'm definitely not listening to that. I don't know. <laughs> but... Nah, I don't know. There's just, I don't really like Air Forces anymore. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't fit with what I wear. Yeah, and like but, uh, it's not me either. Yeah, it's not me anymore. Like maybe if you talked to me in 2004 when I wore like men's XL black hoodies when I was like black, in fourth grade. Yeah, black jeans, sure. black forces. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, Nate. Um, <laughs> okay, the I made new balances. I personally. I'm I'm growing more fond of them. Obviously, there's a lot of ALD stuff um, circulating around. Everything from the um, every New Balance collaboration, their lookbooks are off the fucking chains for sure. Um, I think just as a brand, they they have the potential of being like the one that kind of popped off this year. Right. Even though 2020 is kind of ass, but. I'm kind of liking these shoes. They kind of have like a, a really dope, like, um, it's like a mixture of like a basketball shoe that, that would actually look cool. Like, like 
not worn out. like off court. Yeah, you know. Right. But yeah, I think that. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much. I mean, I didn't realize how heavy. And this is why I should have looked through this before. But I didn't realize how heavy, like, but like the top ten things you should buy. I didn't know it was gonna be as gift giving heavy on the front page. But I'm glad that we were able to go through a couple of things. The yeah, obviously the Pharrell shit was huge, and the uh, the Ronnie shit was huge because those were the like the top news uh, pieces of at least the past couple of days. So yeah, I mean, maybe we just should switch the hype beast. Who knows? But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I want to leave it, leave it off on um, scouring the web. There's always like a, a lot of really dope topics. So sometimes we often miss only because we want to talk more general shit. Um, but yeah, there's always the, like the little news topics that uh, if you guys have topics that we want to talk about, then hey, you know, send us a DM, um, tag us in something if you see it while you're scrolling through your timeline, or just ask ask us ask us a question in the feed. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's episode one seventeen. I appreciate everyone that that stopped by to watch the live stream and anybody that's listening shout out to you guys uh, be sure to follow us at no chance radio on all of our social platforms twitter instagram obviously on twitch so you can watch the live stream experience shout out to guayaki our sponsor we got some really cool stuff coming out with them um in the next coming weeks i'm gonna be so fucking geeked off of yerba that um i probably won't sleep for the next two next few days um, yes sir but yeah look out for that stuff um any last words nate before we cut out no thank you eli for tuning in yo it's cool yeah Topping it up again for anybody that isn't here yo we're trying to have like a panel of people on here so we could all just shoot the shit and have the conversations that um i feel like uh, are kind of pushing the culture forward um, whether it's um, talking shit you know, about, about Ronnie Fayek <laughs> or, or some other stuff. But um, yeah, shout out to everybody uh, that tuned in and shout out to everybody that listened. Again, this is episode 117 of the No Chance Radio Show. We'll catch you next week. Later. Later.